Hello, everybody. This is Sam Carcitti from Philly Hockey Now. Welcome to episode 17 of our Broad Street Bullcast. The Bullcast is where we analyze the Flyers' recent games, look ahead to their upcoming week, and uh, we also take some great questions from those that follow our podcast. And a reminder to please subscribe on your favorite platform, uh, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. We really appreciate it. And let's jump right into the week that was and the week ahead. And and the Flyers, I think we all know by now they are not a great team. Certainly not a, a, a team that's going to contend for the Stanley Cup. And I don't think they'll even contend for a playoff spot. But they are a competitive team. And they're a team that always plays with physicality. And they play with much more heart than last year. That's the positive news. Um, the negative news is... Even with Scotty Bowman behind the bench, this team would have a hard time winning with the injuries that have crippled the Flyers, and that's contributed greatly to their current six-game losing streak. And for those that haven't been paying close attention, the offense is missing six key players right now. Sean Couturier, Cam Atkinson, Travis Konechny, Scotty Lawton, James Van Riemsdyk, Wade Allison, the list goes on and on, and it seems like almost every game there's another player added to the list. Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton are the latest two to be injured, uh, and they were injured during the Flyers' recently completed 0-1-2 road trip, and uh, we're still waiting for the Flyers to give an update on uh, on those two players, Konechny and Lawton, and uh, we're expecting one at some point on Monday, but things do not look good because uh, I think we would have had an update by now if things were positive. So, uh, again, the Flyers are 7-7-4, seven, seven, and four, and with all the injuries, uh, you can't really complain that they're 7-7-4. Seven, seven, and four. And, uh, you know, they're going to have a, t- a tough week this week. They, uh, But despite all the injuries, the offense... In last week's games, uh, they averaged three goals a game and uh, on the road trip, and you can't really knock that. You know, as I said, you have six key players out. For the season, they're averaging only two and a half goals a game. Only Chicago is averaging less than them. Chicago's at 2.41. So only the Blackhawks are scoring at a lower rate in the, in the NHL than the Flyers. And... Uh, You can look for the Flyers' offense and their special teams to continue to struggle this week with so many players out. And uh, the Flyers resume play on Monday. They're in the middle of a really tough stretch. They play 21 games uh, in 40 nights. And, uh, you know, they're in the early parts of that. And uh, it's a rugged schedule to begin with. It's made even more rugged when you have so many guys missing. And again, I'm not making excuses for this team. Chuck Fletcher has not built the depth to overcome these injuries. But again, I, I just don't think any any coach could overcome this amount of injuries. This is uh, just hellacious now. I mean, you can't expect – you expect an injury or two or, or three, not as many as they have. And, and, of course, I've only talked about the offense. I haven't even mentioned Ryan Ellis. It looks like he's going to be out for the year and he'd be the Flyers' number one defenseman. So – uh, but we're going to look at the week ahead on Monday. The Flyers host Calgary. They get off to a great start. They've they've struggled lately. They're eight seven and two, basically the same record as the Flyers. And that Monday game at the Wells Fargo Center is Hockey Fight's Cancer Night. Um, just a great event. 
and uh, should be a competitive game at Washington on Wednesday. And the Capitals have a lot of injuries, maybe not the same amount of injuries as the Flyers, but close to it. And uh, they have struggled all year. The Caps are just 7-10-3. and three. Of course, they're led by the great eight, Alex Ovechkin. And that game Wednesday will be in D.C. at 7-30. And on Friday, the annual Black Friday game this year, the opponent is the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, you're going to see a, a continual theme with all these teams. The Penguins have been huffing and puffing. They're 8-7-3. That Black Friday game will be at the Wells Fargo Center at 5.30. Oddly, it's the only time all year that the Penguins will be playing at the Wells Fargo Center. The NHL has to do a better job with this scheduling. It, it just is not right. And then on Saturday, the Flyers are out on Long Island. They play the Islanders. And, uh, you know, they, they are off to a good start at 11-8. and eight. That game will be at UBS Arena at 7.30. And, uh, but under normal circumstances, this, you know, this is a week where you can go, you know, maybe two, one in one, something like that, or, um, you know, pick up uh, a decent amount of points, but the Flyers, their lineup is depleted. So they're going to have a, a tough matchup with any team right now, including Calgary, including Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Isles. And uh, to me, if they go two and two in the, in this four-game stretch, uh, I think they'd have to be satisfied. But uh, yeah, give this team props. Their their effort is there. Um, they're not using the injuries as an excuse. But uh, you know, this is starting to look, however, like last year when the Flyers only finished with 61 points. They actually had more points at this point last year than than they have now. Uh, through the same amount of games, but uh, this Flyers team is even more beat up than last year. Last year at this point, of course, you still had a Claude Giroux here, and you didn't have as many injuries as, as you have right now. And uh, at this point last year, the Flyers were in a four-game, uh, the fourth game of a 10-game losing streak. Right now, they've lost six in a row, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, things do not look any brighter than last year. And uh, But we'll see. Again, the positives are Tortorella's got this team playing hard, and you couldn't always say that at this time last year. But we'll be back after a short break with the question and answer portion of our podcast, and we appreciate your, uh, you staying with us, and we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Thanks again for joining us on our Broad Street Bullcast, and we'll jump right into our question and answer period. The first question comes from Daniel Boucher, and he says, when is Chuck Fletcher out of his job as the Flyers GM? Well, Daniel, I, I kind of thought that the first couple months of the year, um, you know, we're going to show whether he was going to stay or go, and I thought may, maybe around Thanksgiving, they would make a decision if they got off to a bad start. Now, I don't think that's the case. I think injuries are going to probably save his job. Uh, I do not expect them to come close to making the playoffs. And in a normal season, um, if that happened, it, this would be the third straight year they missed the playoffs. Uh, and normally that would be enough, and he would probably be out of here. I think Dave Scott will evaluate it probably after the season 
But again, I believe injuries are going to save his job. And, and uh, you know, there, there's the built-in excuse that we didn't go far because of the injuries. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Second question comes from John Messina. John says, slowly but surely, does this season feel like last season? Uh, I think it does. There's no question about it. The Flyers were actually a little bit better at this point last year, if you can believe it. Uh, than they are right now, and uh, you know they finished with 61 points. Uh, I think the difference this year, John, is that the young players uh, are playing. They're playing a lot more than the young players last year, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, seven rookies have spent time with the Flyers so far this year. They've only played 18 games, and that's the most rookies that have played games on any NHL team, but I do agree with you. It with uh, the injuries, with uh, the special team problems, and uh, lack of scoring, and now the defense has gone down. It does have the feel of last year, no question about it. Next question comes from Joseph Nesab or or Nesib. I excuse uh, <laughs> excuse me, Joseph, if I'm. Uh, mispronouncing your name but the question is is this the worst group of forwards the flyers have ever had in a season um (laughs) i guess we're going on a negative theme here but i think with the six forwards uh, that are injured right now i would say yes um you know they they went with morgan frost as the top line center in their last game he hasn't scored a goal in 17 straight games though he's played better recently but that tells you right right now that uh you know this group of forwards is in sad shape right now and and a lot of it as i mentioned is because of the the six key forwards not just you know average players six key forwards that are injured so um yeah i would say yes right now sadly that this is probably the worst group of forwards that they've had in the season next question comes from Brian Jennings. Brian asked, when will Tyson Forster and Elliot Denoy get called up? Uh, for those who don't know, both are wingers. Denoy's on the left side, Forster on the right. They're both with the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms right now. Uh, I think both players will be here at some point this year. And depending on the length of time that Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton will be out, one may be here soon. We expect to hear about uh, TK and Lawton on Monday, injury updates, and, and we'll probably know then how long they'll be out. I know Chuck Fletcher wants them, wants both Denoye and Forster to spend a lot of time, if not the entire season with the Phantoms. He thinks, he thinks that's best for their development. Both are uh, 20 years old. Both were uh, in the same draft class. Uh, but because of injuries, that may not be the case he may be forced to bring up one of them and uh you know it would it would actually be fun to see Forster here he's got the big shot from the right side is he ready probably not you know in, in a best case scenario he would spend at least another month or two getting his feet wet with the uh, phantoms but uh you know the injuries have uh <laughs> have really crippled the flyers and and Kiefer Bellows fellows is not really the answer. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll play it by ear, but I think you are going to see one of them 
uh, sooner rather than later. And I, I think at some point this year, you'll see both of them here. Um, Lee uh, has a question, and uh, and this kind of relates to uh, the last question. He said, who fills in for TK if he's out for a while? And he says, hopefully not Kiefer Bellows. Bellows, I, I would say, has been uh, underwhelming. And uh, again, to take off uh, from the last question, I would love to see Tyson Forster here. Uh, Forster right now has 10 points in 14 games at the Phantoms, three goals. Uh, Denoy is in his first year in the AHL. He's also played 14 games and has five goals and and uh, seven points. Both of them were, were picked in the uh, 2020 draft. Forster, of course, was a first-round pick, and he has loads of promise. Denoy was a, a real good pick in that same 2020 draft. He went in the fifth round, and uh, he looks like a player. He looks like he's going to be an NHL player. And, uh, you know, like I said uh, to the earlier question, my guess is that if TK is out for a while, that Forster has the better chance to come here. He's got the big shot. He could probably play um, – you know, in the, in the top or the middle six, probably in the middle six, but they may give him a shot up higher in the lineup. Next question comes from Paul DeZamba. Paul asks, if you were Carter Hart's agent, would you request a trade to a contender? Um, I understand your question, but uh, I don't think that's, that's going to happen. Uh, the Flyers have been very loyal to Hart, and I think Hart, really wants to be here when the Flyers turn this thing around and are contenders. Um, and uh, I think it would be more rewarding for him. You know, he's been through a lot of bad times with the Flyers. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think his agent would ask to be traded. He's a young guy and he's got, uh, you know, his future ahead of him. I think his future is with the Flyers. He's probably the one player on this team that I would say is probably untouchable. And uh, next question, we'll jump to Luke. Luke asks, if the Flyers are not in playoff position at the trade deadline, what do you see happening? Do you see them being sellers? Who could be moved? Good question, Luke. And and this question comes up a lot when you see the Flyers start to fade like they are now. They've lost six in a row. Uh, They'll be sellers. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, The question is, Will there be anybody out there that will be a taker? And when James Van Riemsdyk comes back, uh, if he's producing, uh, the Flyers will will undoubtedly try to move him. Rasmus Ristolainen may be a guy they try to unload. He's got a a contract that uh, is more than a, a third-pairing defenseman is worth, way more. He has played the third pairing mostly since he came back from his injury. He played most of last year on the second pairing, but I th- I'm sure they would uh, be open to moving him. I think Justin Braun will probably be moved again. He's a steady guy. He's on the second pairing now, steady guy, and uh, he can play on a contender as he did last year. You know, Nick Sealer is a guy. He's not he's not a star, but he's he's played very very well uh, for the Flyers this year. Even helped them out offensively. Does a lot of dirty work, plays physical. If you can get a draft pick for a Nick Sealer and open up a spot for Cam York, he, he will be here at some point this year. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Nick Sealer goes for uh, 
say, a, a fourth-round pick or uh, something like that. Next question comes from Vic Death, D-E-T-H. He asks, can the Flyers win a single game or even get a single standings point without Travis connecting? Now, he asked this uh, before last game, and the Flyers, of course, did get one point without TK in the lineup against the Montreal Canadiens, and they would have had two points. Uh, you know, it, Cole Caulfield scored unfortunate situation for the Flyers. Uh, they had, they were, it was a six on five, but really it was a six on four because one of the Flyers broke his stick and uh, Caulfield scores with 1.9 seconds left in regulation or the Flyers would have had two points without TK. Uh, moving forward, I agree with you though. They're going to have to huff and puff to score goals, to get points. And uh, there's no question that uh, if Konechny's out for a long time, this Flyers team uh, is is going to have to probably do something drastic. And that that's why I think maybe bringing up Tyson Forster would really fit uh, if that is the case. But again, we'll find out more about Konechny's status on Monday. Next question, and the last question comes from Dr. Spaceman. He says, do you feel like Noah Cates at, uh, do you like Noah Cates at center or should he slide to wing uh, with Patrick Brown now healthy? And of course, Brown can play center and he's a good uh, face-off guy. I, I, I do like Cates, to be honest with you. I do like him more at left wing. Uh, there's less responsibility for him. He's, he's come on. He, you know, he's, he's, I think he looked out of place like a fish out of water earlier in the season when they had him at center. It's a, it's tough to learn a new position in the NHL. And they put him back to left wing for a few games, and now he's been back at center and uh, has done a good job. He's improved on the in the faceoff circle. But I do like him more at left wing. Doesn't have as much defensive responsibility. And uh, he has admitted he just it's a load off his mind when he's at left wing. And, uh, you know, he's just not worried about where he has to be and just different things. And he's he's kind of concerned that he's out of place because he's learning on the fly. So uh, but with all these injuries, it, it really makes things tough. And uh, but I would not be surprised uh, if they do t- try to slide him over to left wing, um, maybe very shortly. But, uh, you know, good on Noah Cates. He's a, he's shown his versatility and. Uh, you know, he's he's one of the guys that uh, has not been a disappointment for this Flyers team this year. I know he I know he went uh, several games without scoring, but I attribute that to uh, to learning a new position. But as I said, he's looked a lot more comfortable at that position in recent games. That'll that'll conclude our question and answer period. I want to thank everybody for submitting the questions. Want to thank uh, my son Sam, who does a great job producing this. Want to wish everybody happy Thanksgiving out there. And uh, as the late great Gene Hart was fond of saying, good night and good hockey.